Good evening, my Rabbi Sai. Continuing along here, Perek Shlishi of Shara Bechinen Chovas Halavavos. So we began Perek Shlishi explained that there are three areas of Chachma, three really categories of people. Those that, even if they are not the brightest bulbs in the circuit, still could see Hashem's hand in the creation, like the sun rising and setting every day. I mean, obviously this thing doesn't happen on its own. Obviously there's a creator, okay? And then there are things that are more subtle, and you have to have knowledge of them. And then there are things that we can go even deeper and deeper into. Once you have this knowledge that Hashem has created these things, so then the hachokham amaven, the wise one who understands, he's going to try to call from this knowledge, spiritual knowledge with Akusai and sublime knowledge via Simim Kisulam and set it as a ladder. Use everything in this world to see it, to then climb the ladder to realize this is all Hashem's doing. Because the greater we have in understanding and appreciation of everything that Hashem does always, we could have a better connection to Him and to serve Him in that capacity. And that's, the, that's an interesting idea that Chavis says. In as much as a person knows how exalted Hashem is, that's how much more the service of the person can be to serve Hashem. I mean, the greater appreciation we have for Hashem and who, and who He is, the greater we can serve Him. And we'll go quick because we did this last time that we see so many different signs of Hashem's goodness and Hashem's compassion for us. As all of the goodness that Hashem has done and has done continuously and has done in the past. That's the first thing. The Achakach and after that, Yivroloi Migash Says the Chavis is a principle. Once we know all this, we know there's a world out there. And we all admit, we appreciate that Hashem created this world and everything that's in it. We then take from this world, Migash we take from the physical aspects of this world, what is there for the pleasure of the person's physical being, what he needs to get along in this world. Yeah? So, water is pretty much free. Unless you one of those guys who wait for them to bottle it and then they charge you for it. And, alright, listen, I'm not saying good or bad, but water basically is free. Air is free. Yeah? So, there are a lot of things that we can take from this world that Hashem said, this is for you. Take as much of it you need, but only as much as you need. Kefiat only as much as you need for getting along in this world. The Yazov and put aside Shar Moisrayalam, all other luxuries of this world, put it aside. Because all things that are in the category of luxury that are not necessary for the person's well being, he says those things are what disturb a person and distract a person from serving Hashem. That's just the way it is. The more we indulge into the pleasures of the world, that means we're focusing on ourselves and putting Hashem secondary. 
if we take, obviously we have to eat. Everybody has to eat. Yeah? So, we eat what a person needs to eat. Now, if he's going to eat like, uh, you know, it's like the Vilna Goyen used to eat, take his bread, dip it in water and eat it. For people like us, we're not going to be able to get along in, in this world. So, we need to have substantial food. We need to eat uh, well. But beyond that, I mean, there's, there's no end to how much... A per- the more a person gets involved in that worldly pleasures, the more distracted is from Hashem. A person should really put in the effort for his afterlife. To the place that he's going after he dies. And he should consider this world and all of his possessions as provisions. In other words, he has to view this whole world as a place where he's storing up. You know, when you're going on a trip, right? And it's now two days before the trip, yeah? And you have to pack your bags, right? Two days. Way too early. Okay, it's six hours before the flight. We're now ready to pack, yeah? So you take whatever you're going to need on the trip, that's what you take. You're only going to take things that are necessary for the journey. What do I need over there? What can I not do without over there? Right? My wife has a funny story, always comes up when, with her family whenever they traveled. So, the when she was once going on a family trip, so everyone's packing, and she and her two brothers, they come ready to go, they take their trip and all of a sudden they unpack the bags at the place and one of her brothers brought his basketball along. So, he won the Golden Basketball Award. Why why are you taking your basketball along when you're going to the uh, Yellowstone National Park? You don't need a basketball over there, right? Okay. So, it's, it's a funny story. But sometimes we do that. We're, we're trying to amass a lot of wealth. We're trying to build build a lot of things. That, for what? On the journey, you don't need it over there. It's not necessary. We don't take any of our money with us. It doesn't happen. Right? All of our worldly possessions, we don't take it with us. So if we understand we're on a journey, let's take what's necessary to take. But the fool in this, in the ways of this world of and in observing all of the wisdom in this world, the fool thinks this is it, this is the end game, this is my permanent place, this is my final dwelling place. He thinks you have come to your final destination. He thinks this is it. So he puts in all of his effort with all of his energy into this world. And he exerts all of his heart into it, in all of his hard work and effort. He thinks, he thinks he's running to get his soul in the right place. But he doesn't realize all of his efforts. And all the extra things that he has gathered, Yilazulase, is going to be left for somebody else. Bechayev sometimes in his own lifetime, and certainly after he passes on. 
and he ignores his afterlife. So appropriate to learn just two days after Purim. Why? We see this happening. Gemara explained this happened exactly in the Purim story. Hashem gave the, into the mind of Haman to amass great amounts of wealth. Haman built a huge palace for himself, a huge estate. He gathered huge amounts of wealth. And then, what happened one day? Off with his head. And who did it go to? Mordechai and Esther. And the Chavis himself, actually, in Shara talking in the beginning, says just this, Hashem puts into the mind of the wicked one, gather up, gather up, to give to the tzaddik. Sometimes in his lifetime, sometimes after he passes on. So, a person has to think, what, what am I doing? Why? What am I accumulating all of this for? For what? A person is not going to be able to have it forever, certainly not after he dies, maybe not even in his lifetime. And instead, he's not preparing for the ultimate journey. Journey. And as Chavaz Zavavaz loves to do, he's going to give a marshal. And it ends the parak and will end the shear tonight with this marshal. Okay? Umanin And how analogous is this? L'shnei Achim. There were two brothers. Yorshu me'avim Adama. They inherited from their father a piece of land. Shetzrich loved and needed to be worked. They split the piece of land in two. One for one brother, one for the other. They had nothing else except this one parcel of land, each brother an equal parcel of land. One of them was wise. One of them was industrious. And the other, just the opposite. So what happened? The wise man, one brother, sized it up and says, if I put all of my efforts into working this field, it'll take me months before I yield any produce. I won't be able to live. So what did he do? It will prevent me from having a livelihood on my gear, time for having food. So he hired himself out to work for other people. And he made a little money. I have to live every day. So he hired himself out. And now he has money to live on. At night time he had a little extra work. He wasn't working anymore. Every night an hour he worked on his field. With great effort and with diligence. If he had a little extra time, you know what? He didn't have to work one day. He had a day off. He had an extra money. He had a day off. So, so he didn't go out to work that day. He put in time and effort into his own field. He put in good work and effort into his field. He did this pattern. He worked for others just to give himself sustenance. And whenever he had free time, that's when he worked on his field. Until many, many months later, his field was already now lush with produce. Now it came to the time of 
harvest of the fruits, Matavawasa, when the grain had sprouted, Kibtsam, he harvested it, Vasafam, he gathered it, the whole next year, he lived off of that. So when he wanted to do, he worked in his field. He added now to it, because now he had more time. He added trees to it. And then he had a steady way of earning a living. He had extra time now also. That was the wise brother. Yeah. Now, we already get the Nimshel. I mean, Chavis of will tell us the Nimshel, but let's not spoil it. Let's go to the other brother. Vuach and the foolish brother, Kivashiyoda. He also knew Shavidosai Bad Mosai. If he works in his own field, I'm never going to be able to earn a livelihood. I won't be able to put food on my table. So Ozbilagamri, so he lived that field alone. And he worked for other people in their field. He got paid. He took his wages. And he had his parnosa. Everything that he made, he spent. Nothing left over. No time left over. When he had one day's food left, Ah! I have one extra day. Let me take a break. And he, that's it. He went to the beach that day. He went shopping that day. He he just enjoyed himself. Vishashua, he played around. He forgot about his parcel of land totally. Whenever he had a day off or something, he went to the bathhouse. His field lay desolate. Didn't grow anything. And all of a sudden, thorns and thistles started coming up. Slowly, the fence started shaking. No one was taking care of it. The elements throughout the winter season started coming in a little bit, caving in a little bit. And things swept away. Anything that had been there wiped away. There's a pasuk in Mishlei. I'll stay in Shatzel. Ovarti, I went past by the field. Sheshleim Amalek of a lazy person. Valkeir Emadim Chasalev, a person who was lacking understanding. Vini Ola Kula Kimshainim. I see it's full of weeds and thorns. Kosupan of Charulim together Avonim Nerso. And even the stone fence at one time it was a sturdy stone fence. It had been knocked down. Why? Because if no one's there protecting it, it just gets knocked over by animals, people, it's unprotected. The wise one, when we look into this marshal, we'll understand with this beautiful, apt marshal, our own afterlife. That's our true home. We'll put in all our effort to that home. And when he works on his own world, this world, as if he's working by somebody else, that's it. I'll work as much as I need just to be able to survive in this world. But where do I put the true effort? When I finish working for the day, what do you do? You go to the base medrash and you go learn. Yeah? 
you, you go daven with a minion. You don't do chesed for somebody else, right? All of that is putting away for the real world. The fool does two things wrong, both the opposite. First of all, he puts in all of his efforts into this world, making sure he has what he needs in this world. And he ignores the idea of the afterlife. Talking about the fool, what is Shloyma Melech, right? When I saw this fool, what he did with his parcel of land, indeed, I took a Musa from that. It's exactly what we, the Mishnah says that Kol Yisrael Yeshloyim We all have a portion of land. We all have a parcel. We have to work that parcel. The more we do for the next world, it's growing beautiful trees into that Ganeiden, that garden that we're looking forward to. Whatever we build in that garden, we have this world to work on it, that's going to be awaiting for us in the next world. Agutanak Jabai Sa Agun Shabbos.